All right, that's it. Yeah. Whoa. We're back. The cast is back. Oh man, guys, it's been a it's been a rough it's been a rough year. Um, lots of things happening behind the scenes. Just cra- crazy things. It's can't yeah. even be spoken. It's, it's very not- tumultuous inside inside the below average movie critics. Yeah, house. yeah. Some real like you know rock band in the seventies stuff. Like a lot of inside yeah. drama. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say which one of us is a uh, is which one of us is Lennon. Which of us is McCartney, but uh, we're all we're all Lennon. That's I mean, yeah. best. Yeah, we're we're all we're all John Lennon. That's right. Yeah. We have a new we have a new uh come, rising from the ashes, like the proverbial phoenix. We come back stronger than ever with four thirds the movie analyzing power. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We bring back uh, Jacob, who is formerly our delinquent social media manager has now risen to the status of uh, Below Average Movie Critics podcast host. Welcome, Jacob. Thank uh, you. It's what I like to call uh, what I like to call falling up. So, you know, something I've, I've tried to achieve throughout all facets of my life. So glad to be here. Glad to discuss this, uh, this film. And, uh, you know, let's, see, let's go to the movies. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, good to be back in theaters wow. after after a while. Right. Good to be sure. back in theaters. Good to be back on the show. Um, but Dune, Dune is a movie we've been we've been all looking forward to for for a whole year, really. Yes, and uh, well, I think we've I think we've had like various. I think Dune it's been like there've been very various levels of excitement. We've just been like oh, I think I think Nikhil, you you particularly have been extremely excited for this movie. I, I've I've been so so even though I have not read any of the Dune books, nor do I know anything about the story. I, I was you, you saw that was, sandworm on the screen and you were like, "Give me in the fucking theater." <laughs> exactly. Well, I I think it was it was like contagious excitement. I feel it was like there's been a lot of hype for the movie. Everyone's been saying this is like one of the best sci-fi stories of all time. There's like you know there's the whole like. Uh, trying to recreate a movie that I guess was created in the eighties, which was, you know, more of like a cult classic than like a, a big sci-fi, big budget. Film. Yeah. And there was another adaptation even before that, I believe really it never even got off the ground. It was directed by uh, Jodorowsky, I think his name is. And that was, and that, that adaptation bombed so hard. They never even made it to theater. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's this movie's been a long time in the making. For decades. Watching I mean. this movie has been a long time in the making. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's an interesting. Have you have you guys seen? Has it, have any of you seen the the eighties the eighties version? No, Mm-mm. I have. I, I I don't remember it that much, but it was it was very different from what little I do remember. Hmm. It's it's an, I don't know. It's one of the things that's interesting that like. I think you, Jacob. I think either you or Tarim were saying that this is this is sort of like a lot, like a lot of the um, a lot of sort of the setting for Star Wars came from this movie, and like Star, was, Star Wars, I would, obviously I would like to take credit, but I believe that was Tarun. <laughs> take credit, take credit where you want. We're two 
none of our memories are good enough to <laughs> to fight you on it. But uh, it's like it's interesting that this movie it took so long to make this movie when like Star Wars obviously was a huge hit mm. and in the and like the late in like the late eighties and whereas this one took it took to 2021 with like all the CGI and madness to like finally make a a good Dune movie. And and like half the stars in Hollywood and one of the yeah. best sci-fi directors. Yeah. So yeah, it took the stars really aligning for this adaptation to come out, but it, it killed it at the box office. I mean, and they were like Greenlit part two. So yeah, it's a success. I think I think that they well when the movie came out the second part hadn't been greenlit, right? I think it was like after the reception of the first week or the first few days. I mean, I feel like once they saw the hype and the excitement, they realized it would just be like a foolish move not to make a second one. Yeah. It's going to make a ton of movie money. It's going to be like a big hit again. Uh, They had a... If if this sunk, then like... I think this would be the end of Dune forever because like they had to have sunk like so much freaking money. Like... Yeah, I don't. I, have, I haven't looked at the budget, but like, damn, it must have cost an arm and a leg to make this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a big bet from the studios to make this because Dune is just a weird book. It's just like a weird out there book, and like even yeah. though it's inspiration for Star Wars and like a whole bunch of other movies, it's just like it's just like a book where you read it and you can't even imagine someone adapting it for film. Because it's so like they're like space witches and like giant sandworms and like we use spice to like navigate through space and it's a drug that's kind of like a psycho uh, you know psycho hallucinogenic drug or whatever it's bonkers so it's it's crazy to me that a there was so much hype for this film and b the film then did so well like that's that's mm-hmm. remarkable mm-hmm. I was I was a, I think this was like this is one of the things leading up to movies where. I was like, I think I was like, because I, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of the books, but I'd, I'd read, I'd read it like a few years back. And like, I was really less excited because like, I was, I was more just like curious, like, how are they going to, like, how, like, how are you going to map this sort of like weird, weird, like political space opera, like on, like on a little bit of LSD into a mainstream movie that will make sense to, you know, the every man going to see it. And I was like, I mean, honestly, I, I, I just like, I just didn't really wrap my head around, but like, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I mean, I won't give my, I will say my, but like, I'll say, I'll say, I think they, I think they really nailed like finding the interesting sort of like every man parts of the book and like highlighting them and following those while still staying mostly true to like the original story which i thought was like a i thought it was an impressive balance yeah i mean i feel like like as maybe the only person on on, on this podcast that, that that like hasn't read the book and didn't know anything about the story like it was it was it was it was definitely like followable you could follow you could follow it it made sense like the action was really good like i feel like they did a good job just making a movie that probably had like extra meaning and there were easter eggs and stuff if you like had read the books i mean i would assume but like even if you hadn't like it was a solid watch it was very enjoyable it was a very very enjoyable experience and also like watching an imax that's the way to go like like yeah yes 
to everyone listening, like, don't watch this at home. Go to the theater. Go see an IMAX. Yeah, if you're if you're okay getting out into the movie theaters, just wear a mask and go do it. It's totally right. Weird. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with Nikhil. Like, I thought so. I have read the books, but I read them like so long ago. I don't remember them. So I'm like, I feel like I'm halfway between Nikhil and Tarun and John, who like clearly have a much better grasp of the plot. But I really think experience is like the best way to describe it, because like not really much happened and like I actually don't think it was a super weird movie in the way that the books are weird but it was an incredibly like exciting experience like I was like glued to my seat and I was like this is great like it's definitely to reiterate the point like one to go see in the theaters um because like that was it was a perfect like theater movie yeah I mean like all like all the and again they must have spent so much on this but like the vast like sandscapes just like the vast shots of like you know like crazy out of this world spaceships like launching in the air like it, it, it was a spectacle it seemed yeah. like like it was just a cinematic spectacle i think like uh like you guys are saying to kind of walk that balance between like going like the full hallucinogenic weirdness of the book and kind of just having being like a more boring like mainstream movie but i do think they did that by like steering away from a lot of like the weirdnesses in the book like they don't talk a ton about like you know the benedressorin who they are they're just like yeah they're like space witches don't worry about it you know they don't constantly talk about like the quizats haderach or like all oh, like the bloodline like crossing that had to be done to get to well they mentioned this stuff in like passing right so like like you said Nikhil, it's kind of like there's like an easter egg if you like read the book but they, i think they kind of like consciously chose to try and like minimize as yeah. possible like Weird... not go down the rabbit holes like, yeah they try to like yeah. minimize like the space jargon like, they don't talk about like the mentats like they, they're like human human computers in the book that they're in the movie but they don't like talk about them in the movie mm-hmm. like there's a guy who um who's part of like the atreides entourage who like is like really good at math i guess oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that guy yeah, yeah, yeah. when he's doing calculations and he's supposed to be like a human computer and they don't they don't talk about that in the movie yeah he's just, like there which i think is smart but they just, I just assumed he was a really smart guy in the movie. Yeah, which he is, right? But like they just steer around that in like the 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 movie. Whereas in the book, they say, Oh, by the way, there was this whole jihad where all AI thinking machines were destroyed a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's no AI in the movie. But they don't mention that, which is smart. I yeah. I think for the most part, like I, I will say, I think I agree. I, I totally agree that it's smart. I think. I think some things sort of maybe lose, like get a little bit lost in translation as a result. Like I think particularly, I think particularly the Bene Gesserit is like, I think it's like a little like, I mean, they're they're fucking cool when they show up on screen. Like they do the oh, they yeah, do the voice and they go oh, bring me water. Oh. <laughs> and it's like it's fucking great. Yeah. But like I think I think, I think maybe they lose like because in the book they're like a really big deal and like it's sort of clear to like they, it's sort of like hammered into these like these this is a really these guys are a big fucking deal whereas in the movie they're like it's like this old lady walking around people are like people are like okay I mean, she can do some cool voice shit mm-hmm. that's cool i guess i don't know like yeah but i, I don't think it like to, to the point of like experience like i don't think it matters that i think like maybe some nerd somewhere like 
will be like upset that like oh oh they didn't go into this this and like this lore and their like this, their, their power in the empire and like well well too, as that extreme. as that nerd I am I am here to say that I am outraged the yeah Dune Defender is here on the as 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 everyone else in the known universe I'm here to uh actually I got nothing I'm probably <laughs> that nerd too I just don't I just don't care that much about this books. <laughs> 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 but like yeah i think the experience like i think i think they like folk the experience they focus on was like i think i think it was if it, i think it just made for a much better movie and like what you lost was made up for with like i mean big fucking ships just firing mega mega nuclear bombs down on down on uh house atreides um which i don't think the like, man, I don't. I guess I think I think we we, we agreed we're a spoiler heavy podcast, right? I always forget. Yeah, we're we're spoiling this thing. Yeah, for sure. All right, spoil away. I like. I mean, the okay, the the battle, the battle, the sort of like the battle between uh, House Harkonnen and House uh, House uh, Atreides with the Sardukar like on their side. Like, I mean, it was fucking. It was fucking. It was a. It was a cool fucking experience on screen. I just like don't remember the books. I remember like, I like remember in the books the way I remember it is like this thing happened, and then <laughs> and then it, and then Paul was in the desert for thirty for seven hundred pages. Yeah. But like this this book really like. I think I mean I I, lo- I loved it, but it was like they just that battle they just went the fuck they were like. They just went to fucking town on that battle and just made like a whole movie around it. Yeah, absolutely. Which was like, yeah. I mean, I loved it. I, I, feel, I feel like it's interesting. Like, I feel like sometimes the thing that hurts like sci-fi movies, mainstream appeal is just what you guys were saying, like how how detailed they go into the full lore of, of everything. And then there's like a bunch of space jargon and stuff like that. But usually like when movies don't do that, they like they like incite the rage or wrath of like people that really know it, know the source material really well. Here, I feel like people that know the source material really well, were just like so happy to see a good Dune movie. <laughs> they're, they're almost like not as enraged by the fact that it didn't dive really deep. They were like, yeah, there's a fucking Dune movie and it's awesome. And it's like, you know, really like, yeah. uh, like, like really high production value and all of that. To where I feel like this movie was actually able to kind of like do both, like appeal to the mainstream audience while also keeping the, the like the the Dune nerds like like happy. Yeah, I also, also say that. I mean, I would say that I think the Dune Dune in general probably has a very very cult following. Yeah, <laughs> ultra cult following. Where, probably like smaller than Star Wars or, or Star Trek or something. Yeah, I mean, what the books the books came out in in what the the sixties or. This, yeah, the first book came out in the sixties. Yep. Where like, I think there's a book that like a lot of people have read, but I don't. I, I, it's not like Harry Potter, where like a lot of people, like kids around the globe, are like, "What's what's your favorite book?" It's Dune. <laughs> we're like, yeah, I read Dune. It was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty deep political, deep deep political. Uh, it like you know, you sound smart, but. 
I, I, I don't think it's like it has that level of favoritism with most people. Yeah, and I think also part of the sort of like difference between Dune and a lot of other sci-fi franchises or properties is that, well, like, like John said, like Dune deals with a lot of like political, social, like religious themes, right? Like very explicitly up front. Um, and then also the sequels just go off the deep end in terms of weirdness. Like the first book is already like pretty weird, like out there. But then like the subsequent books, you know, like one of the main characters turned literally turns into a sandworm, you know? And, and then like the book after that jumps forward 10,000 years and then there's like clones of Duncan Idaho running around. It's just, it's just bonkers. <laughs> So I like, think, I, I'm pretty sure that the I'm pretty sure that the Sandworm wound is the that's the movie everybody really wants to see. Yeah, is right. But that's that's my point is I feel like there's something about like this book series that like you're not able to turn it into a movie <laughs> franchise like Marvel. Like it's just not going to work. The people are going to just like you know leave the theaters after movie three. Yeah, I mean, they they'll they'll change it. I mean. If they yeah. continue with the series, I mean, they they'll do what they do with like, you know, Star Wars now, right? Which is interesting because this Star Wars was based on this, and then my prediction is this will be based on Star Wars, but you'll have like different stories in the universe, right, or in the Galactic Empire, mm-hmm. um, like because they can't. I mean, I think one thing that's different about Dune, and they did a good job of. I mean, even the first book, right, like takes place over the span of years, right? Like, you know, the, the first part of the movie, I was, did some research after and like in other adaptations, like this movie, like the entire movie took up like a tiny fraction of like the other adaptations, right? And this was like extended out into a full distinct movie. Like- That's what I was saying. This, but, in, in the book, this is- a tiny fraction too yeah exactly i mean it is and i mean to be honest right like i know we haven't talked about the plot but he there's really not much happens right like right in this movie right yeah. that's my freaking experience it's like it's like there's not much happens story-wise but like the the movie just like is like this is arrakis like you're going to be in awe of arrakis <laughs> And like, there's a lot of flashbacks and I feel like the movie does a good job almost like hiding the fact that like not much actually happens by just wowing you with all the, the cinematography. Definitely. <clears throat> I'm sort of like, and I can sort of, I had, I had a thought of like, why didn't they make this a trilogy? But like, I was sort of thinking like, in terms of the book, there's like, and I imagine they're gonna follow the book for the end too, like think towards the second part I think they're gonna do the same thing where like the first movie was like the first like maybe court like maybe fifth of the book where like they're like okay we need to do all this tiny lead up to this big battle and then like set up the second movie and then the second movie like it's just like I just imagine this just gonna be a huge glaze over because like you're right there's there's a whole like I mean he 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 grows up he has a kid he like he, he does a whole bunch of things in the, like, the second movie, like, covers him, like, going from a kid to, like, a full-grown adult, like, leading this, th- leading this uh, jihad army, and, but it's, like, it's mostly, it's mostly just, like, it's mostly just him just wandering around, and, like, it's not much action, so I, I kind of, I kind of imagine that th- the second half is going to do the same thing, where, like, 
there's going to be a training montage of him growing up, and then they're just going to fast forward to the big final battle with the mm-hmm. uh, with the Sardu car. It, it, it's interesting. I think like like if you watch the trailer, it doesn't look like they split the like it doesn't look like part one. Maybe it's just because I haven't read the books, but like I feel like the trailer kind of like cheats a little bit because they have a bunch of like flash forwards or visions or whatever where like they show like Paul with blue eyes fighting and like that shows in the trailer and you're like, oh shit, there's like, they're going to have that happen in the movie. But then you realize it's just a flash forward and you're kind of like, okay, that's how you took the scene and put it into the trailer. So I feel like the trailer was almost like a trailer for like the whole set of movies, <laughs> but the this was just part one. The marketing literally uh, hid the fact that it was part one. Yeah, like it just shows up on screen when you're there, like doing part right. one. Like I, I saw someone on Twitter say, I didn't realize there was a part two until I came to the movie and it said part one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is good, I feel. Because I think like, I feel like it's just like less, like, you know, if people are like, I feel like people are like less likely to jump into something if they know it's like part one of many. And if they think it's almost like a standalone thing, it's almost like less intimidating to get started. So I feel like it was actually a pretty brilliant move on the marketing side. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, in terms of what what uh, you all have been saying with like the, the sort of slowness of the movie and it kind of like a lot of the shots kind of linger for a while, I feel like that's so the director is Denis Villeneuve, who's done a lot of movies that I think are pretty great, like Arrival and Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and uh, and Sicario. And one of his trademark things is just like like vibes. That's the best way I can describe it. Like he'll just sort of like plonk the camera somewhere for a while. And then just like have it like shoot like the world as it is, or just be like the camera like slowly drifting through an area, just accumulating vibes. And that's one of his trademarks. I think it kind of works well for Dune because it kind of gives you like the vibes on like, or the, it gives you a sense of uh, Kaladin, which is the Atreides homeworld. And then you kind of get a sense of Arrakis and like the environmental differences there, right? And also builds up the sense of like ominous dread leading up to the Arconan attack. So yeah, I think it works well for this movie. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely remember, like, like I haven't seen many of his other movies, but I, I remember Arrival very well. Like, the shots of, like, the, the, the spacecraft by itself with, like, the fog over the hills. Like, uh, and this movie, like, the style was perfect, especially in, like, contrasting Kaladin and, and Arrakis. Like, mm-hmm. vibes. Vibes is a good way to put it. <laughs> Might be the only way to put it. <laughs> Got vibes. Those Dennis Vinuit. Vinway vibes. Yep. So what's what was your guys what was your guys like what was sort of what, what, what were your what were your highlights and highlights and lowlights of the movie? Mm. Uh Jacob, why don't you why don't you go first? Yeah. So it's kind of bizarre, but the I really like the movie. But my most enduring memory from like my experience of watching it is that I wish it had stopped like when uh, Paul and Jessica, like when you know they survive. Like, I think that would have been like the perfect first movie. Cause like, until that point, it was just like pure adrenaline the whole time. Like I thought it was great. And I, I thought after that was fine too. And like, it's kind of weird and I was thinking about this, but like, you know, we've, we've been talking about how the movie was broken up and that was hidden. 
And like my argument or my thought is like, it should have been broken up even more, which kind of got me to thinking like, I don't know, there's been all this talk about like how TV shows are becoming more like movies. And like, I feel like movies are actually becoming more like TV shows in a lot of ways. And like, cause this wasn't really a full movie. Like, you know, it didn't have a full arc and it was more like an episode of a TV show. And I kind of wish it had leaned more into that. Um, but um, I think that was, that was kind of like my big takeaway. That's a, that's a super interesting point. Like, cause I, now that you mention it, like, I actually think that would, I think I agree with you. I think that would have been like the better time to end it because it's like, like after that, what happens? They find the Fremens and he like kills that guy. Right. And then they end it, which is kind of weird. Like, why did that need to be included? Like, the only thing I can really think of is that like they needed Zendaya to be in the movie. Because she's such I a agree. star. I can see that. Uh, I mean, they had enough, they had enough, they had enough uh, wet dreams of Paul. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, like, I, yeah. I, I agree, I agree. I hated the ending. It, it left me wanting more, but like not in a good way. I was just yeah. like, is that it? Really? That's where you're ending the movie? Like not even a cliffhanger or like, yeah. you know, it's not like, like the Lord of the Rings are like, you know, one story broken into three parts, but each ending feels like a good place to end the story. And that was not a good place to end the story. So yeah, I totally agree. I don't know my hot take of why they ended it where they did. It's like, it's right at the edge where I think like, I think what they're going to do is that, in the in between like the in-between movie is that they're gonna cover a lot of the um they're gonna cover a lot of ground of the like growing up montage because mm. like i think like this the point it ended is like kind of at the edge of like where paul like he goes to meet the fremen and then like it's the whole like learn like paul becomes the fremen arc which is like I don't think is gonna be in the I don't think there's gonna be in the movie heavily. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll have to see when part two comes out. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Okay. All right. Oh, cool. Mark my calendar. Yeah. Gotta gonna buy that IMAX ticket already. Yeah, let's get on pending yeah. right now. Um, John, what was your highlight, low light? I mean, my highlight has to be the my, my highlight has to be the I mean, the bat, the bat. I mean, I guess the two, the the visual effects, which is great. Like the battle, the battle was fucking cool, and the um, the sandworm. They teased us a lot with the sandworm, so like <laughs> maybe that maybe that's my low light. Is that they? Is that they? They didn't show enough sandworm. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Un- insufficient sandworm. Okay. okay. I, w- I want to see that. I want to see that four hundred meter long sandworm, and it's full, and it's full, <laughs> full, just terrifying glory. Just spit out the budget. We all do. We all do. I turn take us home what's here yeah i think my my highlight personally 
uh, is the the Harkonnen, like everything to do with the Harkonnens, with like the Baron Harkonnen, uh, his nephew, who is like not in the movie much, but Dave Bautista shows up for like five seconds and he's just really angry. Uh, <laughs> I love the like floating spine attachment that the Baron wears. It just looks really ominous. I love the like uh, liquid black petroleum goo that he's like, healing in after uh, the poisoning attempt. Um, I, I love everything about the Harkonnens. They're so gross, and it's just like such a great way to like translate like the like horror of what's on the page in the book into the movie. Uh, can't wait to see more. Ten out of ten. Can I? I'll. I, like weirdly, I feel like Baron Harkonnen was like. I like Baron. I think I felt Baron Harkonnen was good in general. Like he was creepy. He was he was weird. He was like this grotesque man the floating thing was weird for me like it was like that was like a hit or miss thing with me where like when he the first time he just like sort of jumped up in the air i like i felt like i was watching like a like 19 like a 1990s like like beetlejuice-esque horror movie when they were <laughs> Woo! Like, you like very clear to see like <laughs> just like metal wires attached to him and he goes whoop <laughs> I just love the idea. Well, so in the book, basically, it's kind of it, the the way it works in the book is that he's so obese that he needs like little like repulsor floating devices to like be lifted off the ground and to go anywhere. And so this is kind of like the movie translation of that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think it makes him kind of like ominous and kind of like he's kind of hovering there, kind of like an alien presence. And uh, yeah, I think it works. Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing we haven't talked about yet is that I think Oscar Isaac kills it. Yes. As, as Paul's father. He was my number two uh, highlight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like he like he's just very regal and like mm-hmm. like stately to where even when he's like about to die, like it's still like I feel like he's still like he like doesn't seem weak. You, you know, he just still seems like he's in, he's in control. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Nikhil, what was your highlight, low light? Or is, it, is Oscar Isaac your highlight? I think I think that's one of them. I think, I mean, I think that, like, I think, like, the big one is, like, the visual effects. Like, to, to repeat something John and others said, like, visual effects, I feel like, stole the show for me. Like, like when I think about, when I think about, like, the movie, like, the story is good. The character is good, but like the cinematography, long shots of Arrakis stand out. And like a big highlight is whoever engineered the sound system in that IMAX theater. <laughs> <laughs> every every time the voice, like the witch's voice, showed up, like I swear the entire theater shook, and it was <laughs> like it was it was it was, it was oh, really something. Absolutely. Like, like the, the first time it happened, I think I, I like visibly like like startled <laughs> so that that was that was awesome yeah um, i think i jumped out of my seat every time that happened yeah it was, a, it was a it was a cool thing of like i feel like paul's was like a when paul did it it was like sort of like a warm-up or like paul right. was like a little timid but then when like, oh, jessica cool did it. Yeah. yeah when jessica you were like holy shit <laughs> don actually started rock walking, walking towards the screen which i, I did i got out my head <laughs> Yeah, he started trying to kill me like she was commanding. It was 
Yeah. Yeah. Jessica gets what Jessica wants. Yeah. I mean, Rebecca Ferguson has that effect on people. Yeah. Uh, all right. Should we do our, uh, our letter grades for the, for the movie? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Michaela, you want to go? Yeah, I'm happy to go. For, so I, 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 uh, I'm the, uh, I'm like the filthy casual. Didn't know anything about doing before this movie. Um, but I think, I mean, it gets an A for me. Like, it, it, it was good. Visual effects were good. Honestly, like, after, you know, year and a half, two years of the pandemic, like, this movie was like the escapist experience that I, that I think a lot of people need. Um, and so it gets that. Like, was it, like, perfect? No. Like, we talked about, like, ending. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. But, like, like was it what I wanted it to be? Yes, and more. So it gets an A from you. All right. Well said. Well said. Jacob? I think uh, for a lot of the same reasons, I'm going to give it an A as well. I think it was a it was a great movie. It was a great theater. Time to go to the theater. I think it did everything it wanted to do, like, to 100. And, like, there were things that it didn't do, but it, like, wasn't trying to do those things. And like it, it hit it out of the park. Yeah. Well, right. Uh, so far, so good, John. F minus. Uh, <laughs> get out of here. All right, you're off the podcast. Don't come here to crush us. I'm. I'm just here to be a party people. No, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give it a B plus. Uh, I mean, I think it was. I think it was an awesome watch. It was. I think the killer said it like it, you know, it like, I think instead of what it did to do, it was a, it was a cinematic treat. Um, I thought this, there were no real, like, the only reason like, I don't give it an A is there weren't really any wild moments, moments of the story that like sure. sort of drew me in. Like the story was, it was just enough. The story was just enough to sort of get us to the next big action scene, which were phenomenal but yeah b plus all right yeah great very fair very fair yeah turned uh, yeah i think i would have to give it an a uh i think this is the kind of like huge sweeping sci-fi epic you know you don't get that much of anymore with just like thousands of people running at each other across the screen which is great um i think there's a lot of things in the movie that kind of like set up thing other things in the movie or set up things in part two that I think are going to be like really pretty great on rewatch. So I'm looking forward to rewatching the movie going into part two. Like I think a lot of Paul's visions set up like themes and like character developments and stuff going into part two. So I think even though it doesn't stand on itself as a movie, I think when I'm, I have my, my faith is that when you watch it with part two, it'll come together as one piece of coal and it'll be great. So I'm giving an A pending on part two. <laughs> they're going to need, I feel, I feel like they're going to need to they're gonna need to bring it back to IMAX when part two comes out, so people can watch watch one and two in IMAX back to back. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, absolutely. Be a fun day. Yeah. Good days. Good days. Long day, but fun day. Cool. All right. This is this may be the tightest, the tightest, the tightest, the uh, tightest, tightest sixty podcast we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we want to respect our fans. Uh, they're a busy time. So, uh, you know, we're keeping it, keeping it short here. Yeah. Short and sweet. Gone, gone are the days of 
<laughs> two and a half hour, two and a half hour podcast about thirty second trailers. <laughs> Dying breed that. Maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. Who can say? You know, that may have to come back for the Dune two trailer though. Whenever that, whenever that drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I gotta say, you know, I, I'm I'm feeling good. Like Bill Irish movie critics, we're back with Dune. We got a bunch of other movies coming up. We got Eternals. We got Spider Man: No Way Home. That's right. Got, uh, That's right. got the Batman, which I'm super pumped about. That's right. The yeah. Batman. I'm psyched for that. Yeah. Uh, so watch this space. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. Back. We back, boys back. and girls, and anything else. Dogs. Sandworms. Kill the dog. Sandworms. control the spice control the universe yeah all right all right spice must flow bye everyone later